Patriots and welcome to the Patriots Pair podcast where truth matters. Now, yesterday's podcast I said as we get closer to election day, what won't the Democrats dream up in order to keep Trump from getting to the White House? They're running out of things in their bag of tricks, folks. I mean, if I'm just being completely 100% on the level with you, I don't put anything past them. Honest to God, I don't. If I were Trump, I'd be driving around in an armored car with arm, you know, bulletproof windows and the whole bit. I mean, it, it doesn't stop with the, with the barrage of attacks. Now, they didn't want to investigate the 2020 election when Trump was bringing all of these things to the forefront. When Dinesh D'Souza was making movies called uh, 2,000 Mules, and he, and he put the video out there. He put the data out there. He showed them stuffing ballot boxes until ballots fell on the ground. He showed them pulling them out of their trunks. He showed only the, the data from three states, not from all these other states, not to mention the, James O'Keefe went around and did his own investigative report where he showed that many people had donations made in their name to political uh, 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 to a political parties or political uh, uh, people running for office and so forth and they didn't even make the donations and he knocked on doors and he said is this you did you donate XYZ and the people no uh -uh, no way two of them were extremely old and said we live on fixed income we couldn't give that kind of money away if we wanted to and now that brings us to today today this is what we find out today. So as a report on Fox News states that the Michigan AG charges 16 false electors for Donald Trump in the 2020 presidential election. This ch uh, charge comes after Trump states that he's the target of a federal probe into the alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Trump did nothing they didn't do. This is why people get so mad. And this is the gaslighting part, right? Because they're going to heat this up. As it gets closer to the elections, what they're looking for is they're trying to do stuff to make us blow our top and do something to where they can point at it and say, look, that we told you that's who they were. Don't fall for it, folks. All this stuff that they're doing right now, complete bull-ish. It is not, the, it's not reality. Uh, it's never been reality. Just look at how many things... Uh, how many charges, how many allegations, how many stories have been told uh, about Trump and how many of them turned out to be anywhere near true. The reality of it is none of them turned out to be anywhere near true. So, you guys, it, it's, it's a matter of, you know, actually doing the homework, looking at, the trends that have already been set based on all of the different look 
uh, Alvin Bragg created fake charges where there were none. He had to invent them. Took a charge that was beyond the statute of limitations and bootstrapped it to another so that he could come up with one, right? Uh, so it was a bit of reaching. It was completely reaching. False whistleblower attempts. Look at Adam Schiff is censored. Why do you think that is? It's not because we just, you know, it's a war on Democrats. It's because they're propaganda. They are a socialist propaganda machine, and the damn press is no better. They're, they're actually worse, folks. This is why so many people come up with outlandish, crazy-sounding um, conspiracy theories involving the press, the Democratic Party, the FBI, the media, Hollywood, and everybody like they're all in cahoots. But it looks exactly like that. How could you think anything different? That's the better question. How could you think they're not in cahoots? And then you got these half-baked intellectuals on the left that constantly want to talk about what they call the MAGA cult as if no one in the MAGA cult has an IQ. When in fact, they're just willfully ignorant. They're willfully ignorant and they're smart about the lies they were told. It's not as if they're smart all on their own. They've done the research and... They understand the things that they're actually spewing because they don't. They have no clue. Half of the things that they're talking about are things that were told to them by someone else, that, an opinion or something like that, stated by somebody else who they just borrowed from. They just borrowed from. Folks, here on this show, and I think this goes for people on the right in general. I mean, I, I've listened to our friends over at The Nun Report. I'm an avid Dan Bongino listener. Uh, I, li I even listened to the guys over at Redacted and that sort of thing, Joe Rogan for fun, um, I, I, Kim Iverson, and, and, and believe me, guys, um, with the exception of, of Joe, uh, excuse me, Joe Rogan, I said Joe Biden, I very much apologize, Mr. Rogan, um, <laughs> you know, we can sit down and talk about these things fluidly, uh, we don't necessarily need a script, I usually have uh, something prepared where I sit down and I go through it just to keep me on in target because I'll tend to go off into anachronisms. And for you lefties that don't know what anachronism means, it means uh, a misplacement in time. So I, I like to start the story in the beginning and take you through it in a linear fashion. But organically, when I start doing that, sometimes I get off on tangents and jump to the end and bring you back, and then I've left you confused. So I like to sometimes keep a list in front of me of bullet points that I follow, one, two, three, all the way down, just to make sure that you get the full gist of it, what it is exactly that I'm trying to relay to you. So this, this whole thing, right, let's just go through it. it and I know for a lot of us this is going to be uh, beating a dead horse information that we all already know, <clears throat> but let's just go through it and, and see how it sounds out loud when we say it out loud. The Clinton Foundation and DNC, through Michael Sussman, hires a guy named Christopher Steele who creates a dossier that's completely fake with information he retained from a guy named uh, Danchenko, Igor Danchenko. He brings that, uh, he brings that uh, dossier back to uh, Michael Sussman, who takes it to Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, based on Sussman's own testimony, says, go ahead and and use it. So he takes it to the FBI. Meanwhile, at the FBI, he tells the FBI, hey, I'm not working for 
uh, Hillary Clinton. I'm, I, this fell into my lap, and I'm doing this. So there's the lie, number one, to the FBI, he told. Uh, Hillary Clinton was no better because she knew she was releasing false information into the ether just in an, in an effort to try to win uh, or overthrow the election. So there's election tampering. Not to mention that Christopher Steele is a, is a, is a spy for another country. This is who the people that they, this is who they do business with. So uh, he takes that to the FBI, sits with the FBI for quite a while going through this dossier. Uh, he tells the FBI he's not there representing the DNC, nor is he representing Hillary Clinton. Yet he was, because he billed her for the time he sat with the FBI. Fast forward, the FBI takes that information. Peter Strzok gets his hands on the information. That's when you see the text messages flying back and forth. You start to see FISA warrants uh, come out. You get uh, uh, John McCain uh, got a copy of the dossier he released uh, to the public. This is how everyone else got a hold of it which is why you understand why Trump and him had such a hate-hate relationship. right? We, everybody remembers the remark that Trump made about, well, I like people that didn't get captured. <laughs> it's not that he doesn't like POWs. He just had it in for uh, John McCain after John McCain did what he did. And uh, he, he should have been uh, a lot more, not just a little more, but a lot more uh, precautious and did some due diligence, asked some questions. Uh, that sort of thing before taking a document, such inflammatory information on it, and releasing it to the public. So, uh, but after the campaign that you saw him run, where a lot of the times he was out there proselytizing for, for Obama, it seemed, just trying to assure people that Obama would be a good president while he's running for president as a Republican. He, he wanted to make people, I remember one lady, he brought her on stage, an older woman, and he tells her, Oh, even if he wins, he's a great man, and, and he's a good guy. He's not, you know, and no, folks, no. You know, th those people are a lot closer to the situation than we are, and what we know for sure, we know for sure. So when people make remarks like that, we get a little more insight to who you are and maybe what you're a part of that most people didn't realize. And John McCain proved to be just that. You know, he was a rhino. He was a completely a rhino. And uh, so now let's get back to the story at hand. That information was then used to get FISA warrants. When the information was called into question and they got a hold of Christopher Steele and offered him $1 million to corroborate the information in the dossier, he turned it down because he knew that it couldn't be corroborated. He knew there was no uh, proving those statements within that dossier as fact and not fiction. Therefore, he wasn't about to go testify under oath that they were not fiction. So now the FBI realizes that the dossier is a fraud. Right? They understand it, but through all these FISA warrants, they're already listening and uh, to campaign uh, uh, and Trump Towers. As you've seen all of the documentation that came out much later, after Trump embarrassed the reporter on live TV, Leslie Stahl, about the fact that they were, uh, they were actually uh, spying on his campaign. And then, <laughs> you'd you think it couldn't get worse, um, and, and it does. Then the FBI takes the information they now know to be false and questionable, but yet still use it to obtain further FISA warrants. Now, 
now that those FISA warrants have been gotten illegally, which no one's been arrested for to date. Nobody has been arrested for. So you got people like Mike Flynn, you, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, not Mike Flynn, uh, Roger Stone, Bannon, others that, that just have had their lives ripped apart by the FBI playing tricks on them and it <laughs> cost these people money, time out of their lives. They had to spend time in jail unnecessarily. All because they were set up. Because they, they were part of something that was noble that went against the agenda or the cause of the left. Now here's the part that should scare the hell out of everyone. When did the agenda of the left become what law enforcement is there to enforce, embody, and 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 to us and to you know to 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 force themselves. When did the FBI become the right arm of the left wing party? When did that happen? Well, and we went through that part of the story, talked about the dossier, how they used it, how it was created, who paid for it, who was paid for it where the information derived from, what they did with the information. And, and now, now you have, uh, so there's some real election tampering going on there. That was, that's an absolute fact. Hillary Clinton has never been charged. But that's actual election tampering. They conspired to overthrow a sitting president of the United States of America with information that they garnered by paying a foreign spy. None of this is false. That's the scary part. That should scare the hell out of every one of you. Everything I'm telling you right now is a fact. Then you had, let's just go through the whole thing. Let's go to CNN now. CNN's technical producer sat down with uh, James O'Keefe at the time who was with the Veritas Project. He was mic'd up and cammed up and uh, he sat down and had an interview with the technical producer of CNN who stated openly that they knew that the Russian narrative was false, but it was great ratings. So they ran it constantly. They also said that they didn't like Trump. They wanted him out of office. So election tampering. There's another actual case for election tampering. Not not conjecture, not trying to create something where there was nothing, uh, not political hit jobs, uh, any of those things. These are actual fact. Fact that can't be argued, fact that cannot be denied. These are the facts. So CNN knowingly, willingly lied and admitted it on camera that they did. And now the narrative is spreading, like, you know, in the ether. And, and the left knows it doesn't matter if what you say is a lie or not, but if you get all of the left-wing media repeating the same lie again and again and again, what you're going to get is a bunch of these brainwashed left-wing idiots that we hear today. They, they think that they're so damn smart. But in fact, they're just a bunch of nostalgic little feeling mongers that don't give a damn about what's true. 
They don't care what's true. As a matter of fact, any time that you start to corner them about what's real or what's true, they run away, spout false facts, call you a racist, call you a bigot. It's, it's real easy. In fact, uh, most times I offer people to come on the show and debate me if they really feel as though they know uh, the facts. And, you know, in, in respectable enough, I mean, I, I wouldn't get on here and give anyone, um, you know, the, 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 you know, I wouldn't give anyone the treatment that I've seen given on other right-wing shows where they're just muted or, or just never mind because people didn't want to deal with the issues. Um, I, I wouldn't do that, but you know, for the for the debate to take place, it, it's it's definitely not something that I want to do. That's hostile. It, it, I understand that emotions run high, really easily over the subject matter that we discuss. But there was there was there was an individual that uh, it went pretty far in in trying to uh, rope us into a debate, and when I offered. He initially didn't want any part of it. So then I, you know, I just got a feeling about the guy. I was like, it's going to be a waste of time. There's no point. Um, I already know he's not on, on, on my level. You know, half of the things that I know, I can't even, I, I needed a damn three-day podcast where I just sat here for three days. I mean, that's the level of intense study and, and burying myself in the data on a daily that that I do, um, so you know I, I've finally come to the conclusion where uh, I don't think for any reason at all that I'm going to convince somebody on the left to not be on the left. I just don't think that's uh, I, I don't think that's something that that I, that I either I want to do. If it happens, it happens. Great, I, I'll, I'll take the win. Uh, you know, anyone that we can save from. From, from that kind of a, a truly a cult, uh, we'll take that. However, I, I'm not out here to argue with people and just for the sake of arguing. Um, <laughs> it, just, it just makes no sense. So, I, you know, I've taken to not even answering these people, uh, not, uh, and, and not arguing. And, and it goes back to a scripture that, I, that I've... Uh, really taken to heart as of recently. Don't cast your pearls before swine. It's that simple. That simple. Folks, we're not here to argue. We're here to educate. We're, we're not here to uh, separate. We're here to, uh, we're here to organize, right? But it's based on mindset, culture, uh, intellect. And, you know, it, it was said also in another scripture in the Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Folks, we need to get intentional. We need to get involved. That's what I care about. I care about getting my conservative uh, and Christian friends out there to get out and get involved. Find out where the organizations are in your community. Become a part. Take part. Support them. Go to the events. Uh, go out and knock doors for your whatever political candidate that you're backing. But get involved. Get some skin in the game. It's very important. And it's very important to start educating the kids at home while they're still young. Because, believe me, the schools are doing you no favors. Back to, back to the political stuff, though. All right, so CNN's lying. They know they're lying. They admit they're lying on camera for everyone to hear and see. So, so we, know, we know that's going on.
they have gone as far as impeaching a man for the things that they've done, right? So, you know, Joe Biden, you know, we can't beat this into the ground enough. And I, and I don't want it to lose its effect on people just because they hear it so many times. But these are the facts. Joe Biden withheld security money from Ukraine in order to get a prosecutor fired that was looking into his son's company, which is how the bribe even happened. How Hunter Biden just, listen, these, this family is more corrupt than any one of us really know because the only the things that we know are what scratch the surface the other stuff that we don't know is probably a million times worse than the things we actually know right now so we know that a current president took 16 of the 17 payments he received from romania while he was still in office and shortly thereafter the man who made those payments got arrested for corruption we know the man that uh uh, was uh, working with the CEFC in China, came here and shared an office uh, with uh, Joe Biden, Jim Biden, and Hunter Biden. We know that that same company paid uh, Rob Wilson or Rob Walker, LLC, and uh, that money was then given out to uh, three Biden family members, one of which was uh, 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 the, the, the Haley Biden, I believe. So you, you got those things going for you. You got the $10 million bribery scandal. You have the WhatsApp text that was just made that was uh, made public. We have uh, all of the 21 shell companies or 20 shell companies that the Bidens have from all of the different uh, Rosemont Seneca's, Awaskas, and so forth that they were using the money to filter through these companies. You have the phone calls made from Biden to Poroshenko. Um, you have the phone calls made uh, from Biden to, um, uh, excuse me, um, yeah, Poroshenko, and uh, I believe the other call was to Kolomoisky. These phone calls were made public, right? So, uh, one, he, he said that, you know, you want, you want to push the Pravat Bank to closure. The Pravat Bank at the time was actually uh, owned and operated by uh, Kolomoisky, and that was the same guy who owned the networking company that uh, Zelensky uh, used to work for. And so when you had that phone call between Trump and, and, uh, and Zelensky at the time when, he, when, they, when they said it was a questionable phone call, it wasn't. But he did ask him to look into the situation because obviously we know now that it was a dirty situation and he had every right to do so. But what they did was they forced uh, Poroshenko at the time to fire the prosecutor. And then the president of Ukraine came out and said, I asked him to resign, but he did nothing wrong. What he did was he was investigating Hunter Biden. He was investigating the company, uh, the Burisma uh, energy company that he worked for, the natural gas company. And then you have all of the mysterious deaths surrounding the company after all of it fell apart. You had the owner of, uh, of the company. You had his wife who did the books who was actually going to come here as a whistleblower and testify and tell them exactly where the money was at in these offshore bank accounts, and she ended up dead as well. We had two other uh, whistleblowers. Uh, right now, one just got arrested in Germany on his way here to testify. Now he's in the wind running. You have Tara Reid who ran to Russia, 
I mean, the optics on that one isn't great because it said that they, she used the help of a Russian spy to do it. So mm, it doesn't look real good. I reached out at, at, to, to her, and I offered uh, to have her on the podcast. She ended up doing some other podcast and gave us some excuse, but the the you know I I, I just don't think the optics looked as good. Now I, I'm not saying that she couldn't it couldn't have been a legitimate uh, way, and they didn't just offer her away, and she didn't just take it because when you're trying to save your life, you're not really going to question who the hell's giving you offering you the help. I get all that, but like I said, the optics look terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. So. You get the point. And then you have Kamala Harris on there today. Uh, excuse me, let's not even get to her yet. She's she's kind of a you know, she's she's in the she's in there, but like she doesn't do anything, she doesn't say anything helpful, she's no legislation offered that you know, anyone can remember. She's just kind of a pawn. Right? She's there but she offers nothing. Uh, this camera. <laughs> I apologize. It works a little too well. Um, yeah, she has nothing to offer. I remember she went from the uh, down to Tennessee after the Nashville shooting, which, by the way, released the damn manifesto. We're tired. It's been long enough. All we need is the confirmation of what we already know, which is the trans activist, terrorist uh, woman, lady, girl who did this did it because she was targeting Christians and that's the information we believe they're trying to hide because they don't want Christians to look like victims uh, on a national stage or the world stage they don't want to do it because then if you have a victim what you have is you have an aggressor on the other side and in this case it's the trans community and they attack so much they attack the church I mean most of if you go over to the Patriots Prayer Facebook page and take a look you'll notice that that's the first place they attack every time that you talk about child sex trafficking or anything like that. They immediately say, well, the church, the church, that's their number one comeback is the church. So then you have Christopher Ray. We'll get to my Orcus. Christopher Ray is probably uh you know one of the most strategic placements in law enforcement uh in the biden administration for where he's at to protect joe biden so you might ask yourself is he protecting joe biden fair question that's what matt gates asked him you seem you know what do he say is very suspicious how un uh what do he say how un uh Basically, the fact that he didn't want to know so much. He, he, he didn't care to know the details of the facts behind, uh, you know, the issues with the $10 million bribe and, and that sort of thing. And they always uh, use or try to use uh, the talking point is that we can't discuss an ongoing investigation. So all they have to do is not close the investigation, just like this deal with Hunter Biden, right? So they're, they, they, they cut the deal with Hunter Biden, but until the judge signs it, it's still an ongoing investigation, and they try to uh, use, utilize that talking point so that they don't have to answer questions. But it, they, I asked this question myself a few, uh, last week I think on the podcast, I believe it was uh, episode 57, that um, 
Christopher Ray was an employee of the CCP. So, yes, he, he, he's protecting Biden, but I don't think Biden was, is the main one that he's protecting. Right? I, I think that just Biden is, uh, you know, he's, if, if that pawn falls, then they can move on to the next thing, which eventually ends up at the doorstep of the guys in China, and it also ends up on the doorstep of Obama. You got to understand, folks, that if, if Biden were to get impeached or charged and tried for anything, it doesn't stop with him because what it does is it convicts the entire Democratic Party who turned a blind eye to everything that we've talked about on this show since day one. Since day one. Every scandal, every scheme, every phone call, every bribe taken, every money transfer made from Ukraine, Romania, China, and anyone else. The 21 shell or the 20 shell companies, uh, Rob Walker LLC, they all act like this is a non like it's it, it's it's it doesn't matter anything. All these points are moot to them. But if Joe Biden gets that little protective bubble that he in that he's in gets gets popped, then how in the hell? Are the rest of them going to be able to run and hide and scurry like little roaches when the light flicks on? They, these guys know that he's dirty. They know he's corrupt. They know who he is. They know who his son is. Trust me, behind the scenes, I guarantee you, they're all, they, none of them like the guy. None of them like him. They're quietly right now uh, working out a plan uh, to... Uh, replace him, the the rumor is that they're going to try to do it with uh, Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi's nephew. I don't think that'll work. But I tell you what, I would never vote Democrat on my best day. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, but I do like the things that I hear RFK Jr. say. It, it's It's... It's actually, you know, refreshing to hear somebody on that side of the aisle that's not brainwashed, that doesn't come with all the BS that most of them talk about. I mean, they talk about things as if they're fact that we absolutely know are not true. I mean, most of the speeches that Biden has given about his life and what he's done in his past or where he graduated or what place he graduated in in school, you know, all that kind of thing, he, he, he's told all these stories. He's told stories about being... On the civil rights marches, he's told stories about, you know, here's a guy saying he's been on the civil rights march and that he played a part in all that. Meanwhile, he's speaking at a Grand Wizard's funeral who was a KKK guy calling him a great man and his mentor. And he didn't want his uh, kids going to school in the concrete jungle. And if you don't vote for him, you're not black. This guy is racist. His whole cabinet is racist. He just recently stated black people can't compete in a merit-based system. Are you kidding me? Are you are you kidding me? Anyone who heard that who is black have absolutely has to be offended. And there's no way these days, right now, with the uh, information reach that we have, you know, even though it is skewed. If, if I, I was just sitting here with a friend of mine a little earlier who we're going to have on the podcast uh, in just a few weeks, Jerry Vegas. Really, really good guy, understands the issues, 
knows the Constitution, sat here with him. We bantered for about an hour. The guy was able to keep up. Uh, he knew exactly what he was talking about. And uh, so for that reason, I was, I, I was definitely interested on having him on the show. And we're going to make that happen just after the 1st of August. We're going to work that out. And we're going to do some man on the street at the Great American Reawakening uh, with uh, General Mike Flynn and the likes that are going to be out here in Vegas at Rancho Park, August 25th. If you can be there, definitely be there. It's going to be a great time. And uh, we're going to be doing some man on the streets, giving away some T-shirts, doing that kind of thing. And we're, we're going to see, uh, you know, what, what, what the culture really is, what, what it's really like. Because I, th I think that... That's, that's what they try to do. They try to separate us. And I've I seen a group uh, on the Internet. Uh, I, believe, I don't I forget what podcast it was on. It may have been Bongino's show. But he essentially said, uh, listen to what these guys are doing and, and listen close. Or you, you, won't catch the, you won't catch what they say. And he showed these people sitting on stage talking in an interview uh, setting. And the guy goes, yeah, I know what we're doing is illegal, but we're working with the FBI. And then he goes on to tell you. What they're actually doing is they're setting things up to make sure that if you and I as conservatives set up a group or an organization or we're trying to organize and we start to get momentum, right, um, that their, their initiative is to shut that down. Shut that down. Make it to where we can't organize. And he said they had the help of the FBI. That's a very interesting thing to say. But, and not only that, but it's, I mean, look, look. And look at the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys are a prime example. They got a completely bad name all the way through the press for no apparent reason. They were called white supremacists. Well, look at their leadership. They're not white supremacists. Same thing with a Patriot Prayer or with Joey Gibson and those guys up in uh, the Northwest. Here's a guy who's Christian who says a lot of the same exact things you hear me saying to you right now. Is anyone who's a Christian who does or says nothing as they see these things happening are guilty of the same thing. It's time for people to get involved and get intentional. I agree 100%. Who the hell wouldn't agree? But the message became dangerous when he started getting a following. When he started going out to uh, and confronting Antifa and confronting these people, and that's exactly what should happen. They, they should get confronted. Look, guys, the, the only thing between you and, uh, and your children are these people. Right? You've got to get, get between them. You've got to get between, these days, you've got to get between the teacher, the, your kid's school, and your kid. You've got to screen whatever the damn lesson plan is to make sure it's okay. Because the classroom is no longer a place for just learning. It's a place to espouse your agenda and to indoctrinate kids. It gets even worse when they get to college. But... What I'm saying is here is that these groups, as they start to organize and they start to get a following, there are these types of organizations um, that identify them and go about trying to dismantle them and, and, and discredit them. For, I mean, for what? What? Because their agenda is big. They're at war, people. They're at war. Believe it or not, they're at war. These, these 16 Republicans that they're going to try to say that the Michigan AG is charging uh, uh, were false electors for Donald Trump in the presidential election, you, these people right here, that, these are a prime example. These people are at war. 
They're looking for ways to tear the Republican Party down. They're looking for ways to convict. They're looking for ways to tear people down. They're looking for false charges to levy. They're looking for any way they can to win this election because they know they can't do it on merit. What the person should have said is that Democrats can't win on merit alone. That's a true statement. That is a true statement. Democrats cannot win on merit alone because when it comes to the issues, just the issues, not your feeling, not what you think about it, not any of those, just the issues, line by line, they can never hang with you. This is exactly why uh, uh, after January 6th, Tucker Carlson ran that, uh, uh, right before he got let go from Fox, he ran this story showing the footage that they intentionally held back so that their narrative could be the one that played out in the public forum, that you would only see the video clips that they wanted you to see so that you would think that the whole thing that happened that day was a bunch of violence and all this kind of stuff that went on. And, and I'm not saying that it didn't. Let me get that and put that out there first. I am not sitting here today defending anyone that committed violence against anyone else that day or did anything wrong or breached the Capitol, right? But there were a lot of people that day that didn't breach the Capitol by kicking the door in or breaking windows. They were caught up in a crowd and they were swept in and they walked in and they stayed respectful and they listened to the officers once inside. Don't tear this place up. Don't do this. And, and they even told, hey, stay, stay respectful, guys. The, the, the shaman guy ends up praying with the police. They go around taking them on a tour, trying to open doors. All these things, right? So you get a different idea on the day of as to what happened when you take it all into consideration, right? Because all too often the Democrats want to give you one little piece of the puzzle, this one little teeny corner piece, right? But, and then disregard the rest of the entire puzzle that's there because none of the rest of it serves their narrative. So this is what they do. This is why I say they can't win on merit alone. But what I was talking about was Adam Schiff in talking about the Russian collusion stuff with Trump. He continually stated these things, uh, and they weren't true. And then whenever you say something about them to them about, uh, say, some specific portion of the dossier, but when you get specific now, they just say, well, that's a lie, but they don't counter. That's false, but they won't counter. You're a bigot, but they won't counter. You're a racist, they won't counter. You're a transphobe, they won't counter. You're a homophobe, but they won't counter. They won't get down and dirty on the issues with you because they can't. They can't do it because they know their ultimate agenda uh, is is going to be reached by ends justifying the means. I mean, that's exactly what it is. They, I mean, essentially right now, they don't care what kind of wrong they do or commit or what kind of lie they have to told, uh, tell or who they have to get uh, placed inside the FBI or whatever other law enforcement, what other AGs, district attorneys throughout the United States that they have to get in their party and get placed where they need to be placed in order to commit the, cause the chaos and the, and, and the things that we see going on around us, right? We talked about in the beginning of the show how things look a little off, and now everybody sees things. Something's just different. Something's off. Food processing, processing plants burning down. Trains crashing. Them committing doing things that they never did in the past, such as burning, uh, I forget what the name of the chemical is in, was inside of that train in East Palestine, but the number one thing that the chemical, I remember, 
when we did the show on it, and I sat there and I did all the study on exactly what happened, uh, <laughs> the, the number one warning sign on the do not to do in regards to this particular chemical was do not set on fire or get wet. Right? Don't put it in the water. Don't set it on fire. One, two, check. They did both within 24 hours. It had never been done before in history. In fact, it was, there were laws against it. But yet, they did it within 24 hours. And then, I believe the podcast was called Squirrel Tribe. Don't quote me on that, but I believe the podcast was called Squirrel Tribe. But the lady uh, lives in the area, was down there. She was talking about this, and she was talking about the fact that there were lithium deposits in that area where uh, mining companies, I believe the company was owned by BlackRock, she stated. Now, this is not anything that the Patriot's Prayer is telling you that we have done the research on or know for sure. Um, this is... The, the, the research on this issue is ongoing. I have read uh, a lot of documentation uh, that affirms what she's saying, but I'm looking for something a little more conclusive. But it is none the least something that least people should know uh, because someone out there may have the information that we're looking for that ties it all together. But essentially that the company tried to uh, reclaim the land in the name of uh, eminent domain so that they could set up mining operations for the lithium down there. So, in uh, the first order of business is to depopulate the area, wouldn't you say? The people didn't want, people didn't want to sell their land. So, I mean, you have you have all of that to consider, and these things. I mean, <laughs> I you know, first of all, guys, I, I don't like conspiracy theories. I don't. I, I like to I like to tell the truth. I like to sit here and say this is why what I think and this is why I think it. But after the last several years, I'd say go all the way back to two thousand and one. I have an, I have witnessed enough and saw enough and have enough evidence and proof to know that the government is not who they pretend to be. They're not on your side. They don't care about you. They don't push the Constitution. Laws seem to be for you and me. And when I say you and me, I'm not talking about you and me as the general population. I'm talking you and me as in conservatives. Because left-wing people, they changed the law to make life easier for them. Matter of fact, they just uh, created a, a cashless bail system in L.A. And do you think that they did that because of all the right-wing people over there? No. The moment that you stop telling the truth because you're scared of offending someone, they've won. The moment that you don't tell the truth because the truth is stranger than fiction, they've won. So I can see all the things that they're doing, even if I don't have the conclusive proof to back up, you know, why, why I might think on specific issues the way I do. I can see enough of what they've done to say, okay, they grabbed the flour from over there. Oh, wow, look, they got some eggs from over there. They got some yeast from over there. I, it looks like they're going to bake something. They got all the ingredients. Well, you got the FBI not doing their job, not obeying subpoenas. You got the president taking bribes, shaking down countries, getting paid. Uh, his grandchildren getting paid, everyone getting paid. Uh, you have the uh, FBI director. Uh, 
seemingly prior to just beco be becoming the FBI director. He was employed by the CCP, our number one adversary, uh, and then turned around to lock up a client, that a former client of his, uh, because that client was an anti-CCP uh, guy. But Christopher Ray knew where all the bodies were buried because he used to be his lawyer. So there's some ethics violations there. They don't want to enforce the subpoena on Trump. Um, excuse me, on, on the Bidens. Um, they push false narratives about Trump constantly. They turn on the whistleblowers that, uh, that want to come forward and tell exactly what's happening and get these people that are in office out and expose them for the criminals that they are. These people end up being locked up in prisons around the world. Uh, they end up dead. They, I mean, you name it. You name it. This, I mean, the, the picture that they're, that they're painting for us is the, as far as who they are is a much different America than the one that we are all so proud of and that we're fighting for. And that's the point of what I just stated. They are fighting, folks. Our enemies are fighting. They're out there. The communists are fighting. The socialists are fighting. The Marxists are fighting. The fascists, the true fascists on the left are fighting. And I know you said, and I said it yesterday, say patriot how in the hell can they be socialist and fascist because the democratic party has no standard if you stand for something they won't stand for it the only standard they have is not standing for anything so of course there wouldn't be a standard that would guide their political ideology they're all over the place whichever way the wind blows Whatever, whatever gets them more power, whatever garners them more popularity, whatever gets them the clout that they're chasing. It doesn't matter if it's a Marxist agenda, a socialist agenda, whether it's a fascist agenda, a communist agenda. It doesn't matter what it is. Trust me, if most of, if, 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 their, if their constituents all turned uh, conservative tomorrow, they would turn conservative too. In a heartbeat, all their views would change and they would disown most of everything they've done in the last several years and try to say, well, I've never, I was never part of the defund the police movement, which is what they're already trying to do. And a lot of, I can't believe they went so far as to try to blame the Republicans for the defunding of the police. And also the approach that they took on, on, on Section 230. To try to say that to, to, to stop it would mean a violation of your First Amendment rights because they put a little clause in the back end of it that said that the social media companies who also prop them up, um, you know, have the ability to self-moderate. But they only moderate us, conservatives. They don't moderate the left. The left can say any damn thing they want. But if you say anything, you, you can't do that. Absolutely not. I've been... I've had my arguments. I've had uh, my run-ins with people whom I told straight to their face and who may end up seeing this, and I care this much. Um, that, you know, in, in, in the debate that we had uh, in, in, you know, in another place about another thing, but the, the, the person who essentially approached me and had a, a lot of this to do... Um, I told him, I said, would we be having this conversation if I wasn't a conservative? Would this still be happening right now? Couldn't answer. Not directly. Nor would he. Wouldn't even look at me as he was doing it. Because he knows that I'm, I was being 100% truthful. And it was about my, uh, my political beliefs, affiliations, and, and the fact that 
uh, people know what they are because I live out in the open, right out in the light with everything that I feel, think, and believe. And it just rubs this person the wrong way and a couple of his other friends with him. So it was wild. I got approached by a leftist who was quoting other leftists about me being a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be have my feelings hurt when uh, the three that are basically uh, that were doing it, you'd have to understand. You'd have to be there. But imagine, uh, you know, uh, saying that, uh, uh, let's go, let's go this route. So Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, and... Uh, Let's just grab an, uh, a Barbara Boxer. All think you're a conspiracy theorist. Is that going to hurt your feelings at all? Is that going to slow you down? Are you going to want them to like you more? No. No. Who cares a damn what they think, to be quite honest with you? But, folks, it's very, very important, and, and I can't state it enough. You have to get involved. Go online and find the Republican groups, find the conservative groups in your area, find out which one suits you, so find out where you fit in, and go there, volunteer your time, become a member of whatever it is, get involved, get your family involved, teach your children. It's more important than anything else we can do, because this movement that you see on the left was them raising their children in certain communities, and all these organizations, and why do you think they're all so cohesive? Why? Because they're intentional. Because they're at war. But we're being passive. It's time to stop that, folks. It's time to stop that. And as I say, every single damn day that I do this podcast and I close out, that statement is a very true statement, and I live it. Two things. One, do the right thing no matter what the consequences are. And I know what no matter what means. It could mean up to losing your life. Do the right thing no matter what the consequences are. And the other thing is very simple. The silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. You guys have a great day.